final passage reads, On that fated land, a great war shall transpire. Darkness will prevail, and light expire. This world is full of light. It's a world comprised of many smaller worlds, all connected, stretching as far as the eye can see. One great light protects us all. All worlds share one light, one fate. I take it you're talking about Kingdom Hearts. Yep. In ancient times, people believed that light was a gift from an unseen land. The name of Kingdom Hearts. But Kingdom Hearts was safeguarded by its counterpart, the Keyblade. Warriors vied for that precious light, thus beginning the Keyblade War. All of this was decided. You really think you can change the future? All of this was decided. The truth is what you see with your eyes, not what you hear. Sounds like your trip around the world opened your eyes, but you got a little bit more than you anticipated. You must have seen a lot of darkness. So you're saying the weak feel the need to justify their actions to maintain a sense of self. You can't let that slide. You can't let that slide. I suppose letting false light dictate the future might be a pretty lousy move. So, you can make a change. You have that power. What do you want for the world? You believe the world needs you. Sounds like you already know where you're headed. If you truly possess great power, the darkness can't control you. All of this was decided. You really think you can change the future? All of this was decided. The truth is what you see with your eyes, not what you hear. All of this was decided. Why not just sit back and watch it play out? All of this was decided. May your heart be your guiding key. Who are you really? Some kind of fortune teller. Well, I could lie tell you that's what I am when I'm actually a brilliant artist, even a scholar. I could tell you that I dream of world peace when I'm actually planning for its destruction. The truth is what you see with your eyes, not what you hear. All of this was decided. You really think you can change the future? All of this was decided. The truth is what you see with your eyes, not what you hear. All of this was decided. Why not just sit back and watch it play out? All of this was decided. May your heart be your guiding key. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Landy Lodge. We've got 
another crazy one for all of you today. Please fire back. Let me know that the volume sounds okay. But before we get into all of my nonsense, it's time to thank those who enable my my nonsense. The Sages of the Lodge, the beautiful names you see on your screen right here are those generous enough to donate as little as $1 a month to keep me rolling. But again, all I ask is that you guys are here to hang out everything else is a bonus. So today we are talking about the connections between Toy Box and Quadratum. A lot of this was catalyzed by uh, the Master of Masters and Yazora episode, because I think connections there go a step further between the worlds and not necessarily just the characters. So again, again, we're going to be talking all about this today. Um, I'm really excited for it. There's so much. I think I think Toy Box is going to be a huge part of the future. I don't think it's any coincidence that was one of, if not the first world we traveled to in Kingdom Hearts 3 because Olympus Coliseum was 2.9. Let's make that clear. So, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to go through some of these cutscenes. Volume. that volume good? Audio a bit high. Okay. Let's turn that down a little bit. I think that's probably too loud. That's too loud. First time here live. Yep, it's not too high. The voice is coming through. That's too loud. I can hear you. Voice video is not too Ooh. There we go. See, this is why you guys are here. This is why you guys are here. Okay. So let me re uh, let me re up that then. So anyway, this was, as I mentioned before, we we swapped it over. Can't hear me now. Should be able to hear me now. I know the chat is a little bit delayed. Okay, it looks like we're good now. Anyway, so there's a whole lot of connections, not just between the Master and Yazora, as we covered on a previous episode. I nearly became deaf. Ooh, boy. Maybe, I'll, maybe in the post-roll, I'll crop that little section out uh, for those who watch it back. But anyway, um, I want to get into a lot today. We're going to watch some cutscenes. We're going to try and analyze a lot of things. And of course, I have some fourth wall breaking stuff that I think is true between Toy Box and Quadratum. And also, you're going to see a lot of the conversations we've had on this channel revisited because I think further context is provided when you account for the connections between Toy Box and Quadratum. Now, I, I almost don't even know where to start, you know, just between Sora, Yzora, Xehanort, the, the Verum Rex, the connections. There's so much. So let me switch this up again. We're going to look at some of these toy box cutscenes. We might watch a couple of them. Let me make sure I have the volume off on these guys. And I do. Okay, so we're good. And the Gigas. I have a lot to say about the Gigas. I have a lot I want to say about the Gigas. But uh, anyway, before I get too into it, I want to let you guys know that I do aim to do some more weekend afternoon podcasts. I do have a sizable amount of my audience from across the pond in the UK. And when I'm streaming these at like 8, 8.30 at night, they really can't make it. So I want to do some weekend afternoon streams this way. The whole audience can tune in. Uh, because again, I got a lot of love for those across the pond. England is the nexus from which my country springs. So anyway, weekend afternoon podcast. I'm going to try and make a consistent thing. Uh, so yeah, Ooh, let me just fix one little thing here on the overlay and we're going to get into it. All right. So the first connection is a pretty obvious one. I'm not going to pull it up, but the first connection is a pretty obvious one. 
that the first time we see anything Quadratum related is here in Toy Box. Not just with the whole Varum Rex and Yazora thing, but in the mere fact that young Xehanort literally catapults us into a sort of video game version of Quadratum. So like from the outset, before we even knew Quadratum was real, before we even knew Yuzora was real, before we knew the further context about Versus 13 and all of that, Toy Box, right at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 3, makes that connection, which is kind of nuts. So, look, there are a lot of things that happen in Toy Box that I think go over a lot of people's heads. There's some stuff I want to get into that's a little concrete, and there's some tinfoil hatty stuff that I definitely want to get into. Um, but first things first, let me talk about some of the... I think a lot of what's going on in Toy Box is there's a lot of play on words. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, as we've discussed, Kingdom Hearts is no stranger to fourth wall breaking stuff, especially lately. But there's a lot of play on words, right? Like Rex the toy is the one talking about Varum Rex. Um, you know, when I think toy box, you know, considering everything we know about Quadratum, like, how do I put this? Toys coming to life, right? In a lot of ways, like Kingdom Hearts is Nomura's toy box. Like, I feel like Andy is to the toys what Nomura is to the Kingdom Hearts characters, if you catch my drift. Addison Sanders asks, hey, Landy, you think Yazora and Riku will fight in Kingdom Hearts 4? I give it a 50-50 shot. Just got here. What have I missed? Master of Masters, you haven't missed anything. We, we just started. What you missed was me blowing everybody's ears out because I forgot to mute the cutscene audio. <laughs> Yosuke says, appreciate it, Lanny. Love the streams, but it's hard to watch live sometimes as long as it's good for you. Yeah, no, I, I got no problem streaming in the weekend afternoons. I just know I've gotten a lot of feedback from people like yourself who, you know, you guys are in a different time zone and you aren't always able to tune in. So hereby doing this, it makes it possible. Okay. So I had something brought up to me by the user. You guys probably know him. Let me see if he's in the chat. I see a lot of you are here. But Nashi Boy actually DM'd me on Twitter and pointed something out to me. Let me see if I can pull it up. One second. Where is it? It's right here when Buzz starts talking, right? Let's see. Let's pull it back. Okay. There's a point where Buzz mentions Sora's outfit, the intruders. I want to pull it up so I can actually reference it here. Do, 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 do. Give me one second. Okay. Four. Tell us First of all, I love how skeptical Buzz is oh, well, during Toy Box. Uh, like, it really does my heart good, because I feel like, you know, often well, the joke is made, Kingdom Hearts characters could be somewhere. just a little too gullible. So easy, seeing one who's a little bit skeptical of everything going on uh, was a nice way, change. But hold on. While. I want to get no to the exact to line. want to get to the exact line. So here, let's pick it up right here. Again, Rex being the one to recognize them. And honestly, I know we've said it so much. We cannot ignore that they see Sora as Yazora. I'm going to say it again. We cannot ignore 
that they see Rolly. Sora as Yozora. Look, you don't need to be a rocket scientist. Sora and Yozora don't really look alike. Different color hair, different color eyes. Like, you think you'd be able to point out the two different color eyes, right? If they were really seeing Sora as he is, they would see the two that Sora doesn't have the two multicolored eyes, doesn't have the silvered hair, and be like, okay, that's not Yozora. I feel like they'd be asking, oh, are you, are you Yozora's brother? Are you his friend? I think it's very odd and also peculiar that they really do see him as Yozora when even the outfit is different, right? And again, we'll, we'll get to it when I pull up the scene when they're actually at, um, I forget the name of the toy store. But they mentioned like, no, he looks more like Riku. You know, he doesn't quite look like Sora. But here, let me keep rolling this. Let me keep this rolling. You know, the intruder said... Slow down there, Rex. We don't know them. But we can trust them. They're the number one selling heroes in the country. Yeah, and his mom Ooh. must have <laughs> bought him for him. Am's right. Did you see how easily they took Here we go, here we go. Waiting for Buzz's dialogue. Figure out why all our friends have gone missing and why Buzz's laser started actually lasering and had all the weird stuff that And the whole thing with Buzz's laser? The whole thing with Buzz's laser. We're going to get into it, but I, I think it might have a clue for what's going on. But let's let's keep this going. It's been going on. I mean, that's what heroes do, right? Let's not jump to conclusions. Hmm. Come on now. Be smart, Woody. Because, you know, so remember, this is like Andy's the fake world toys? to them. Oh, right? Toys? This is Okay, that, that's something you where sure I can pause. You sure did a number on... For the Kingdom Hearts characters, Sora, Donald, Goofy, we are in reality. We are in base reality, our world. But the Toy Story characters are in this pocket world. To me, Toy Box is their version of unreality. That's how I see it. Now, Yozora mentions that the organization split the worlds, right? So to me, what I think, I think the other toys are on the other side of reality. That the other Toy Story world is going to be waiting for us in the world of fiction. And that when we travel to that world, it won't be Woody, Buzz, Rex, Ham. It's going to be like Jesse, Slinky, Bo Peep, a lot of those characters, I think there's a toy box on each side of reality and knowing that Xehanort knew about the two different realities, it wouldn't be crazy to think he split this world as an experiment to kind of gauge how all of this works. We're going to get into that a little bit more later, but let's keep this rolling. Those intruders. Those are the heartless. The bad guys. We've been fighting against those intruders for a while. I knew it. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Huh? In that case, you're all right by me. My name's Woody. Put her there. Hey. You know, I did do no, some editing. On. I'm sorry. I did edit some of these scenes. I edited out the ones that were a little bit of filler. Actually, and I'm starting to think that maybe I might have accidentally edited out the scene I'm trying to show you. But anyway, it's a subsect of unreality. Absolutely. But I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know if it's necessarily a subsect of unreality, right? Let me, let me go into that a little man. bit further while we keep Rex on the screen. Son of a gun. But anyway, like, again, this is not the Toy Story's character's world. This is a copy, right? What is the copy doing on our side of reality? Right? If they made a copy, it should, in theory, be on the other side. And again, knowing everything we know about Xehanort, and again, 
the fact that Quadratum is referenced here, the fact that Quadratum, Verum Rex, Uzora is referenced here means that in some way, this world is connected to Quadratum. To me, that means Jesse, Slinky, Bo Peep, they're on the other side. I think this world is originally from Quadratum, but let's let's keep it going. In fact, I've been playing your game for months now, and I've already gotten you all the way up to level 47. But that And again, just a fun fact, Bahamut was supposed to be one of, if not the main villain of Versus 13. And you see that in Final Fantasy 15. I'm pretty sure after all the DLC, Bahamut was really like the final boss, like hiding behind the curtain. So, again, that's a very subtle Versus 13 reference. Comet boss is really tough. Slinky and I can't figure out how to beat him. Oh, I wish Slinky and the others were here. They'd be... And see, whatever side of reality they're from, they know who Yuzora is. So, like, Yuzora isn't just a consequence of them being transported into this world. They're aware of Yuzora and the whole Verum Rex game on the other side. So Keep it rolling. Thank you. All troops at attention, mm -hmm. sir. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have cut out the point that I was trying to get to. If you read the novel, the final battle with Bahamut is crazy. Yeah, so the final battle is with Bahamut. So again, a very subtle versus 13 reference right there, starting to bleed in. But let me pause this for a second, because I think I might have accidentally... Edit it out. Let's see. And again, I think there's a parallel between Andy and Nomura. I feel like these toys are to Andy what the Kingdom Hearts characters are to Nomura. But let me see. I might have accidentally punched that out. Oh, no. Here it is. Here it is. Here we go. Dude, sir. What thing? After everyone went MIA, the intruders didn't come alone. They arrived with a guy wearing a hood dressed in black. Okay, here we go again. They arrived with a guy wearing a hood dressed in black, just like you. So obviously, that could that could relate to Sora, right? But the way we're seeing him, I don't see it. You know, the top right here is more gray than it is black. His hood is red. You know, he's got checkered patterns. I don't know. Obviously, they're talking about young Xehanort, by the way. It's not a Yazora thing, but it makes me wonder, do they see him in an organization hood? And again, shout out to Nashi Boy. He's the one who brought this to my attention. But it's just so obvious to me, the way that the Toy Story characters see Sora is not how we see him, right? And then if we consider, right? And then Nashi Boy is here, my man. And then if we consider... The scene that got cut, where Rex says, yeah, and these are his partners, uh, Magia and Aegis. Now, why did that line get cut? To me, that's because it makes it way too obvious. It makes, it makes the mystery way too obvious. That means they're not seeing this trio as this trio. They see them as Yazora and Yazora's trio. So the way we see Sora is not how these characters are seeing him. I think they're seeing him as Yazora. Now, what that could mean, we'll see. I'll give you a hint. One sky, one destiny. But let's keep this going. Just like you. As a matter of fact, he's... And now that's what bothers me too. 
That's what bothers me too. Again, shout out to Nashi boy who brought this to my attention. Buzz here says, as a matter of fact, he's the only other toy we've seen. Young Xehanort doesn't have a toy appearance. You know, Sora, Donald, and Goofy all got morphed into like toys, right? So if they're seeing Yazora, Magius, Aja, they're probably seeing them as toys. But young Xehanort's appearance in this world isn't that of a toy, you know? So again, it, it creates a very peculiar line of dialogue and mystery surrounding that. The Keep only other toy we've seen outside of you three. A black hood? <gasps> but that would mean... Play organization! You know who it is? See, that, and that's where, that's, see, I'm going to interrupt again. That's where I start getting a little crazy. Because again, again, first you have Rex and Ham saying, that's Yuzora, that's Yuzora. He looks like Yuzora, even though to us, he clearly doesn't. If you include the deleted scene, they say, yeah, and that's Agius pointing to Goofy, and that's Magia pointing to Donald. So again, you have this notion that they see them as the Varum Rex crew. But then they're talking about the guy in the black hood, young Xehanort. So it, it's very weird that their perceptions seem to overlap with seeing him as Yazora and also seeing him similar to young Xehanort, you know? One sky, one destiny always makes me hype. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I think is going on here. I think that's why they see him as Yazora. Part of me thinks Sora and Yazora might be one and the same. They're not the same person they're not the same existence, but look, right? The, the line, one sky, one destiny. Sora is the day sky. Yuzora is the night sky on two different sides of reality. Now, what the implications of that? Maybe only one could exist at a time. I don't know. But there's something weird going on here where Sora is being seen like just not as himself. Yeah. Okay, bad news. let me put this on mute, like and let me see if I can find the next scene I'm looking for. Perfect, perfect. Okay, here comes young Xehanort, and as always, when he appears, he always has something fun to say. But actually, let's drop this back just a second to when they see the Gigas, because I do want to talk about the Gigas for a second. Okay, here we are. Hypersonic, I think, nailed it. Said they probably say that young Xehanort is a toy because he's not as tall as a human like Andy. That's a good. That is a good little rebuttal. That's something. That's something worth considering. So here, I guess it hasn't figured it out yet. They're talking about the Gigas and how the Gigas is sort of inanimate, right? Now here comes young Xehanort. You're from the dream, the first of the Xehanorts. I'm so honored you remember me. Okay, so before we dive into any of these crazy theories that I have, I do want to talk about the Gigas. The Gigas, again, are something that connects us to Quadratum. Toy Box and Quadratum connected there, right? It seems like whatever exists in Quadratum is made into a toy in the Toy Box world. And maybe that's the nature of the Toy Box world, is that all these different sort of fictional um, universes get made into toys in this Toy Box world. Now, again... Here we are looking at the Gigas. I have something I wanted to talk about. Let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. So. 
Oh no, I forgot to include something. That's okay. I'll have to do a little bit of live production here. So let's talk about this. This is important. I swear this is going to be very important. The Kingdom Hearts team contributed to Final Fantasy 16's combat. You'll see where I'm going with this. What I think this means is that you can guarantee to see Gigas in Kingdom Hearts 4. Not just Gigas, but playable. Now, I think I forgot to include this, so I'm just going to sloppily throw it on top of here. Give me one second. Let me find it. I'm pretty sure I saved it in here. Perfect. Okay. Let's pull this up. Let's pull this up. So, when you hear that... Oops. Put this right here. That the, that the Kingdom Hearts team helped Final Fantasy 16 with their combat, it's important to know, and it says it in the article, um, I can drop that in the description if you guys want, that it wasn't the standard combat that the Kingdom Hearts team assisted with. What they assisted with were these icon battles. Let's skip to it right here, right? Oh no, did I get the wrong one? Nope, here we are, perfect. So you see these icon battles going on where you have Ifrit battling Garuda? To me, this is where those two said Oh boy. Too loud. I know. Too loud. Happened again. Happened again. So again. <laughs> so again. Yoshi P mentions that the Kingdom Hearts team helped with the FF16 combat. Too loud. I know, guys. I made a mistake. My bad. But anyway, it's like being in a theater. I swear. Anyway. Anyway. So Yoshi P mentioned how much the Kingdom Hearts team managed to help with the combat. Now, it didn't mean the combat with the sword and the sort of sword combat. This is the combat the Kingdom Hearts team helped with. Now, let me ask you guys, does this look like Kingdom Hearts to you? Does this look like Kingdom Hearts to you as we know it? Because to me, it doesn't. What this shows to me, if the Kingdom Hearts team helped with this, that means Gigas battles are coming. They are, they are coming. You know what I'm saying? Because if the Kingdom Hearts team helped with this, this has to mean that they have some sort of combat system that works this way. But the Kingdom Hearts combat we've seen, even in the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer, it didn't look anything like this. So to me, that tells me that the Gigas battles are going to be a lot like these icon fights in FF16. If you want a peek of what the future of Kingdom Hearts looks like, it's right here in these Gigas battles. It's the only way it makes sense to me. The only way the Kingdom Hearts team helping them with this makes sense is if there are these sort of giant creature battles. And as we know, there aren't any summons quite like Final Fantasy in Kingdom Hearts. So that, to me, means the Gigas battles are going to be a lot like this. So again, just something I wanted to bring to everybody's attention because I, I think it kind of pegs away into what we could expect to see in the future. However, to play devil's advocate, I hope we get dragons in Kingdom Hearts. That'd be nuts. But to play devil's advocate, it is possible the Kingdom Hearts team helped with the cinematics, right? It is possible that the sort of cinematic actions, maybe the Kingdom Hearts team helped with the camera work or something like that. So there are a lot of options. But let's, uh, let's get back into Toy Box and let's uh, pick it up where we left off. Way over here.
right? Young Xehanort appears and he animates the Gigas. And we're going to get into that. That ability to animate something, right? That power goes a long way. FF summons in KH4, I'd love it. I'm here for it. We've already got Moogles. I want Chocobos in Kingdom Hearts. Okay, okay, there we go. There we go. Let's dial this back. Look at this dialogue. One Heart Shadow... Okay, before I go into this dialogue, I want everyone to think about Yazora saying, this isn't what I really look like. The Nameless Star saying, they took away my name, everything about me. Um, and her saying that the way Yazora looks, his heart is... Um, what is her exact line? I don't know, but the general idea is the Nameless Star had her name and appearance taken from her and that Yazora had his appearance taken from him, his heart replaced with another. So with those in mind now, I want everyone to pay attention to young Xehanort's dialogue. Let's roll it. One heart's shadows fill the emptiness of another. See how they bring him to life? Like heartless and nobodies, they fit together. Enough! Why are you doing this? There's a darkness we are missing and must reclaim. The way hearts connect in this world can provide us with a clue. Okay, so the way... Again, everything you were saying before about filling up... Filling... Let's let me get the exact word so I don't butcher it. One heart shadows fills the emptiness of another. See how they bring him to life? Sort of the idea of Yazora's heart being replaced. Empty vessel, one heart shadow, fill the emptiness of another. So maybe Yazora's heart has been replaced with someone's shadow. Now, I don't know. You could take that any direction you want. Me? Maybe the master of masters? Maybe his heart shadow filled Yazora's empty vessel. Right? Then he says, the way hearts connect in this world can provide us with a clue. What makes this world special? Seriously, what makes this world stand out from the other worlds? Oh, 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 hold up. Hold up. We got a $10 super chat from Game Changer. Says, yo, Lanny, those cutscenes were on some Tekken level. Oh, speaking of which, just wanted an update from you. Have you seen Here Comes Kevin's New Shorts? They're nothing but facts and fires, my dude. You know, I've seen a few of his shorts, but I haven't seen any of the latest ones. Let me drop him in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you're following our man, Kevin. He's always hanging in the chat. He's got a YouTube channel of his own. Uh, make sure you're giving him a follow. But uh, Kevin, dude, and uh, Game Changer, thank you so much for that $10 super chat. I do appreciate it. You are the man. And let us know if the Lodge can do anything for you. Anyway, the way hearts connect in this world can provide us with a clue. Again, what makes this world stand out from the other? Why make a copy of Toy Box, right? When you could have done it with any of the other worlds, right? Now, in theory, it could be because there's toys and you could fill empty toys with a heart, right? But I'm pretty sure toys and dolls exist in all these other worlds right? We've seen it in other worlds. <laughs> but anyway, um, what are we saying? This world stood out to them. I can't help but think it's because it has some connection to Quadratum. But anyway, let's, uh, let's let it keep going. This world can provide us with a clue. So we made a copy of the world. And then like they said, 
made a copy of this world, pulling the hearts apart. Keep it going. He pulled those hearts apart. I wonder how you'll handle the strain. I think that's all he's got for us. He's done cooking. What is that? He's done cooking. So anyway, deliberately making this world into a copy. You have to ask yourself why this world and not the others. I can't help but think it's because there's a connection to Quadratum. And again, maybe it's because these are worlds with toys and, you know, toys that haven't woken up yet, the way Woody kind of puts it. They're sort of these empty vessels. Why are they... Again, we could think of a Kingdom Hearts 3 reason they're trying to practice putting hearts into empty vessels. Because you have to consider Shion and the whole replica program. But what if it's something else? What if it's something else? Let me keep these scenes rolling. And again, see how they're harping on it. They didn't just let that dialogue go and slide. They are clearly zoned in and harping on the fact that the world was split. And look at what Sora says here. Only one of the worlds is real and the other is just really convincing. And you know, that might be his perception, but it kind of gives this idea of one world that's real, reality, one world that is fiction, unreality. Kind of crazy. See, we got something in the chat here. Perhaps the thing said about young Xehanort being hollower than any toy. Maybe young Xehanort filled some other empty heart in the toy box. Huh. Can you go into that a little bit further? Maybe the second world is data would explain the going into the TV. Yeah, let's, uh, let's see. How far are we from that? Okay, so actually, I wanted to talk about her for a bit. This lifeless doll. I've seen some people make a connection to Scald. I'm not sure I'm buying it, but I'd be lying if I said that this didn't interest me. It seems pretty deliberate, this sort of lifeless doll kind of being taken by the darkness and animated. Again, you have this idea of empty vessel like a doll and sort of reanimating it to your will. And again, I can't help but think about what young Xehanort was talking about before and how that might relate to Yuzora and how that might relate to the Nameless Star. Changer says young Xehanort had a little heart left in him. Perhaps he is the one who got Yuzora to go to Quadratum and beat the daylights out of Sora. Oh, okay, okay, I see what you're saying. The pretty doll boss, I love her so much. Cute design. She was, uh, let me tell you, on critical level one, she was a hassle, man. She was a hassle. And again, you see how that... Whoop. I'll say this. Thank God that was empty. Let me, let me pick that up. Hold up. Thank God that was empty. All right. The doll is definitely significant in some way. It, it seems to be. It seems like it's alluding to something. Okay, let's move this forward. Just foreshadowing Buzz being taken over. And here we go. Here we go. Some, here's some fun. Here's some fun. So, fun little fact. Ooh, let's uh, dial it back just a second there. There are seven nines. Now, I don't think that means anything crazy. I just think it's fun when Kingdom Hearts 
focuses on sort of that theme. Seven nines. Anyway, keep it going. So here again, another connection, as we all know, a pretty obvious one. Now that we know this connects to quadratum. But again, you see... You see again, Rex being like, look, dude, it's you. It's you, dude. But again, the hair color is different. The clothes are a different color. The clothes are a different style. The only place these that he really matches Yozora is the sort of checkered pattern down by the legs. Everything else about them is different. They're wielding different weapons, different colored eyes. Again, different colored hair. Yozora is a lot bigger, right? Yozora's got like... Six to eight inches on Sora. <laughs> and again, yeah, let's pop the audio for a sec. Verum Rex, which as we know, translates to true king. Looks like a devil may cry, that may cry character. Yeah, it looks like a, what honestly, it's know? the most Final Fantasy looking character we have. See? I told you, Buzz. They're toys, just like the rest of us. <gasps> okay. Punch it out. Yuzora is Riku's nobody confirmed. Maybe. <laughs> I know he's got the he does have the nobody ink earrings, so we can't mistake that. But you know, it's funny you say that. It's actually funny you say that. Speaking of the whole Varum Rex thing. So again, Varum Rex is true king, right? True king. And you have language being tossed around the series now like false light, right? Falsest Rex, false light, Varum Rex, true king. You know, you have to consider, we know that Yazora, who is on the cover of Varum Rex, true king, looks more like Riku. What do we know about Riku? He was Kingdom Key's true wielder. So just like Varum Rex is over here, Yazora, true king, looks like Riku. Let's not forget that Riku was supposed to be the original wielder of the Kingdom Key Keyblade. There's something about that that I don't think is a coincidence. There's something about that that I can't seem to look away from. Yo, K says to get a good look at the back of the box, it's a rabbit hole. Okay, let's back this up. Like right there? Or do you mean the box that Rex has? Let's see if we can get a good look. Comes running. Okay, so this has got to be it. Obviously, we see the Square Enix logo. I see a lot of different weapons, but they don't look like Keyblades. Honestly, they look they look more like uh, Noctis's weapons in FF15. Hmm. We'll see if we can get another look at the box somewhere. Let's see. Moving us forward. Here we go. Let's let Yuzora cook again. I mean, let's let young Xehanor cook again. Let it roll. Oh, but you needn't rush off. Xehanort! Uh, uh, I have more to observe. I can't let you leave yet. It's us that you really want. Leave the others out of this. 
You would say that, champion of light. Very well. Let's skip to the final Okay, so stage. what about this, right? Buzz? To me, like... What's the matter? <gasps> now, maybe I'm Come crazy. On, Somebody help me with this. This is where I get confused. So this is where I'm going to need the chat's help. This is where I'm going to need the chat's help. Hold on one second. Yeah, if you find it on Discord, Maria, throw it in there and I can pull it up later in the episode. Um, So I thought that when they were in this world that Buzz's laser worked. Why is it here that it's it's acting like it... Oh, no, okay, never mind. It worked there. Never mind. He was just aiming. Buzz has been taken over? Could have sworn, but here we go. Testing their bonds. In this world, toys have hearts. And those hearts come from a powerful bond. Again, we can't ignore his dialogue here. So what happens when those bonds are stretched to their limit? When they are worlds apart? When they are worlds apart, right? So consider... That maybe what, what young Xehanort is trying to test out here might be what the Master's trying to test out with Sora. What young Xehanort and the organization did to Woody and the toys might effectively be what the Master's trying to do with the Guardians of Light. Hey, what would happen if I, uh, say, took Sora and Riku and separated them from the other Guardians, right? Keep it rolling. Can cloth and plastic hold on to their hearts? All I needed was a wedge to widen the divide. Someone like you to fill them with distrust and doubt. And that chasm you created can be... This is one of the best scenes in the game, by the way. Witness it for yourself. Zigbar says the same thing in Remind. That he does! You're right! You're right! That is a great point. Cory Serakis, Sage of the Lodge, what's going on? Okay, so look, he just went on that whole rant. He just went on this whole rant about, you know, separating the toys, separating them from their loved ones, separating them from their bonds. And then right after he goes on that speech, he fires Sora into the Quadratum video game. Now, I use this as evidence in the past that we could see young Xehanort or Xehanort in Quadratum. But again, this is another connection that we just cannot ignore. That he talks about that separation, right? How this toy box copy world was used as an experiment to separate bonds, separate loved ones. I can't help but think that maybe unreality is the same thing. What if unreality is actually just a copy of reality and it's being used in this same way. All right. Let's see where else this leads. Oh my God, we've been live for 45 minutes already? Are you kidding? Time flies, dude. Time flies. So let's keep in mind, right? And I, I've seen somebody in the chat throwing this around. It's almost like we have three different quadratums. Now, I've been a believer that we have two quadratums. But maybe there's three. Right? Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. 
Unreality does separate Sterlitzia and Lorium, if our theory is right. Kevin, here comes Kevin. Nailed it. Nailed it. Just like Sterlitzia was separated from Lorium and the other Dandelions. It seems like what's going on in Toy Box with the toys is exactly what the Master, or maybe it's Brain, maybe it's Lucia, whoever's pulling these strings, is doing the same thing with Sora, Sterlitzia, Riku, everyone that's accounted for. Keep it rolling. So again, let's keep going. He comes back out. Trying to think. But the next thing we want to see is, obviously they took Buzz. Okay, moving forward. And then we'll switch over. Okay, okay, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Because we were talking about the Gigas before, right? We were talking about the Gigas. Let's recall what builds the Kakatoire. What do you use to build the Kakatoire? Gigas. Where are Gigas from? Quadratum. Yazor is in Quadratum. As we know, he's completely inspired by Versus 13. This is another connection I'm seeing. I'm starting to see some connections between Quadratum and Final Fantasy. You know what I mean? And there's, there's a lot of those connections to go around. There are a lot of people who think Final Fantasy characters might be like freely roaming in Quadratum. I don't think so. Would be cool. I don't think so. But here we have the Gigas connected to Quadratum being used to build the Cacatoire. A very loose connection, but just something I wanted to bring up. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Okay, roll, 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 roll. I don't think anything too crazy quadratum related happens here but hold on actually there's one part ooh, 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 hold on right here right here so now you have to ask yourself why why might somebody have a scrap and build max my man nailed it scrap and build anyway um so why why separate sora from the guardians why separate strelitzia why do these things there might be a clue in what young Xehanort says right here. Roll the tape! What? Your friends are your power? <laughs> How very true. But if the light of friendship is a form of power, the darkness of being alone is a power. So, alright guys, so... If the darkness of being alone is a power even greater, right? Like, if you really believed that, then why would you want to isolate your enemy? You kind of know what I'm saying? If the organization truly believes the darkness of being alone is a power even greater, then why are they trying to do that to Sora and Seistralitzia? I don't have an answer, by the way. The Woody Roast, you know, I, I think I'll play the Woody Roast. I'll play the Woody Roast just for fun. Darkness is the heart's true nature. Whatever you're talking about, I don't care. Put Buzz back the way he was, then get lost. Or else what, toy? Yeah. I am a toy. And a friend. My guess is no one's ever loved you. Bro, in retrospect, like in retrospect, this line... Oof before because you know nothing about hearts and love 
There are hearts all around us, trying to connect. Okay, okay, now let's, uh, let's chime that out. And you see that right there? Your loneliness only made Wood, Woody and Buzz's connection stronger. It makes me think maybe the Master of Masters is trying to make all these bonds and connections stronger because maybe it'll help him encase the darknesses, right? If he can make the Hearts of Light even stronger, then he very well, it may be easier for him to encase some of these darknesses. Keep it rolling. There's one more thing. One more thing I wanted to pull up. Think we'll get to see it. Okay, guys. So, does this not look like a toy box version of Quadratum? Right? Doesn't this look like this the where this whole final boss happens? Does it not look like a toy box version of Quadratum? It certainly is a city. It is. Umbra, my man. Mod of the Lodge. Sage of the Lodge. Sage mod. Sage mod. I like that. Um, let me cook. <laughs> but like, seriously. Another connection between the two. These two worlds are very strongly connected. It's no joke. It ain't no joke, as they say. But I think that's ultimately where this wraps up. I don't think we have any more connections to close it out. But I thought this was cool. I thought this was cool. Buzz? Let me tell you something. Buzz? I love Buzz because my man Buzz, he asks questions. He thinks critically. His doubt may have gotten the best of him. But I think, by the way, that 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 toy Sora looks really freaking cursed. You can even see the 104 building. You can. Um, Listen to my man Buzz here. <laughs> yeah. So, Sora, are you going after the guy in the black coat? Something tells me we can't join you on that mission. <laughs> That's okay. Because you become part of... Now, again, and maybe this is part of the plan, too. Now that Sora has made... Oh, my God! Sorry. Sorry. Now that Sora has made these bonds with the toys, in theory... He could go to Quadratum and now he could serve as a way to bring these toys home because he's made these bonds with the toys. So now that he's in Quadratum in the world of fiction, if he goes to like the real toy box and that's where Bo Peep and Jesse and Slinky and all them are. Now he has a way, perhaps he can serve as a way to bring them back together because he's made bonds with them and then he'll make bonds with the other toys and maybe together they can kind of work it out. So let us become a part of yours. <laughs> Look at them, they're homies. Now, off you go. To infinity, to infinity and beyond. Ain't that, ain't that right? Ain't that right? Oh my, Norts, you're right. Yeah, babe, so we think in Toy Story Returns in KH4? You know, if not in KH4, then in KH5. I, I, I'd place my bets on it being in Kingdom Hearts 4 because it was so important in Kingdom Hearts 3, between Verum Rex, referencing Quadratum, the Gigas, it being young Xehanort's world. It's young Xehanort's world, right? All these organization members kind of had their own Disney world. This was young Xehanort's. 
14 to explore the new world. Anyway, <laughs> trace the connection. Woody to Andy, Sora to Kyrie, Kyrie to Sora as Xehanort. Okay, I think I got a little tangled up there, but the whole trace the connection logic would work. Oh boy. Okay, let's see. Let's move on. All right, good. This isn't blowing out your eardrums anymore. We can just let this one roll. Okay. Now, I will say, before we continue any further, before we continue any further, how about a little announcement? Alrighty, so as you guys know, big in-person Kingdom Hearts event going on in September. I'm going to be there. Uh, would love to see some of you guys there, but I know it's a big ask. However, the whole event is going to be live streamed. You know, last year I got to do a live podcast at the event. Jury's still out. If we're going to be able to do that this year, no big deal if we can't. But either way, there's ways everybody can participate, whether you can make it in person or you just turn in to the live stream. Either way. Anyway. Anyway. Back to Yazora. Back to these split worlds. Back to the Gigas. Again, I, I struggle to think any of that is any of this going on is coincidence. I really do. Especially when you consider that Nomura fought really hard to get the licensing to use Pixar properties, right? He fought really hard for that. And, you know, it begs the question why? But then when you consider that Varum Rex debuted in this toy box world, right? It starts to kind of paint a picture. It makes you wonder if the two are connected. It really makes you wonder. Okay. Addison Sanders says, I'm just waiting for somebody to find out what happened between Yazora and Sora. Tell Donald and Goofy and we get over to toy box and get some info on Yuzora from Rex. Well, that's what will be cool too. And I actually think that's something that might lend a hint is maybe that does happen in Kingdom Hearts 4, right? Let's say Sora kind of serves to trace the connection and reunite all the toys. Upon the toys reuniting, maybe they look at Sora and they're like, hey, you look different. You look different. You know, and it sort of starts to clue us into maybe what's going on. Maybe so, but Nomura wanted to include Toy Story since KH1. Yeah, and I'm one of those sickos who really thinks he's had... He hasn't had the whole story planned from the beginning, but I think as far as the whole Quadratum thing and unreality, I do think that's been planned since the beginning, right? Wasn't the first Kingdom Hearts 1 secret movie another side, another story? Somebody in the chat correct me if I got it wrong, but I'm pretty certain another side, another story was um, the Kingdom Hearts 1 secret movie. And what does that mean? 
There's nothing in Kingdom Hearts 2 that alludes to another side. Nothing in Chain of Memories. Nothing in Dream Drop. Nothing, nothing about another side, another story shows up until Kingdom Hearts 3. You know what I mean? That's what's crazy. Oh, you put it in the Discord. All right, let me pull that up. Let me pull that up real quick. You guys have the back of the box. I suppose we could spiral on that. Just give me one second here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's move. There's my Discord. Where was this posted? Okay. Oh, this is beautiful. Very well done. Okay. Let's switch it up. Put this here. All right, guys. Let's check this out. Let's all spiral together, huh? What the hell? That's not what I wanted. Oh, psh, stupid though. One second. There we go. Okay. Let's move this over. Beautiful. Now, the back of the box is where you guys said the cool stuff was. So, let's see. That's the story of the King of Truth. Reclaim your heart. Makes sense. Yuzora's heart's been taken. This isn't what he really looks like. He's kind of on a venture. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Never mind. Never mind. It went nowhere. After a long light, weapons have brought great benefits for humanity, but the karma that sleeps in humans will accelerate further. In the light of the warhead in the night sky, they chose to light while feeling the pain of their hearts. The world is... This is a little tough for me to read. I might have to zoom in. Open this in a new tab. Let's zoom in. The world, let me pull this over for you guys. The world is to all humans to turn a page. A journey without a place to return. Kind of makes me think of Sora. They chose to flight. Ah, uh, yeah, I saw that wrong. What is eternal bond? Hmm. Let's look at some of these pictures. I see a lot of lights, a lot of red. Looking like the Gigas. Hmm. Let's see. I'm not seeing anything that signs off any red flags. No, it's fight. They chose to fight while feeling the pain of their hearts. Okay. Again, I'm not seeing anything crazy that jumps out at me. You know what I'm saying? Karma is in all caps. What does that mean? I think karma is the new enemy. Like, it's going to be the new heartless. You have heartless, nobodies unversed. I think karma is the next one. That's what I think. I think karma is going to be the next one. Or it's an acronym of sorts, but I can't make that out. Let's see. Again, I, I karma like sins and darkness. Yeah. Like you're reaping what you sow in a way. Huh. Let's pull this up. Very funny. Language, suggestive themes, use of alcohol and tobacco, violence. Hmm. Edit by Verum King. 
Does that say PS5? Oh my god. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Am I crazy? Am I crazy? Has this always been a PS5 cover? Yes, karma is what makes them into gigas. Ooh. I didn't even think about the next enemy. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if karma will be similar to noise from World Ends With You. Something like that. But guys, I'm kind of tripping. Has this always been a PS5 cover? Or is this an edit? Play Plus. The console on the toy box is Play Plus. Okay, good. Good. I was tripping. I was tripping. I was like, whoa. See, okay, but you know, there's not anything. I don't know if you guys see anything. There's not anything that's really jumping out and screaming at me. You think maybe due to Sora missing the power of waking too, misusing? Yeah, that's some karma. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, I like, I see some stuff, right? Like, karma is cool. I see the Gigas. You know, the world is to all humans to turn a page. The story of the king of truth, reclaim your heart. Karma could be one of the true darknesses. That too, we'll have to learn. Okay. Let's punch this back. Let's jump to over here. Okay. Let me get back in touch with you guys here. Make sure I'm not missing anything. Do, 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 do. Okay. There you guys are. Let's see if I'm missing anything. Why does the Gigas have an unversed symbol on its head? Okay, we're going back. Let me check that now. Really? You're right. It looks similar to unversed. Maybe that's sort maybe that's the symbol of karma. Maybe that's the karmic symbol. Interesting. That's very interesting. I still okay. Okay, cool. I still wonder how the dark side was able to show up in Quadratum since there shouldn't be any light or darkness. I think Sora brought it there. I think Sora is responsible for that. I'm changing scenes again. I'm sorry if the uh, cutscene volume's loud. I'll turn it down right away. All right, cool. The volume's off. Uh, I think that's about Sora showing up. Because, again, we, we've kind of talked about this on the podcast. Sora has this power where when he sees the heart in something, it then becomes real. And again, like, Larkseen and Marluxia were trying to tempt Naminé with that same power in Chain of Memories. They're like, Naminé, just rearrange his memories, then you'll be real in Sora's heart, therefore you'll actually be real. Sora sort of has that power. Even Ansem the Wise says it. I think by Sora being in unreality and seeing the heart of that world, the light and darkness is now born in Quadratum's heart. Because we know that worlds have a heart, right? Okay. Nashi Boy says, don't think it's unversed. Very similar. New symbol? Yeah. You know, I, I think I think it's it could be the symbol for karma. Right? I've I've often thought, I've wanted to make a video on this, but I I'm kind of caught between. I think the next enemy is either gonna be karma or shadow. Because, you know, karma, we see the Verum Rex references, right? But there's all this talk of shadow. You know, the light casts shadow. I almost feel like unreality might be the shadow 
that the base reality light, oh God, I'm not wording this correctly. Maybe unreality is the shadow that reality casts. The light of reality casts the shadow of unreality. And that's why neither light nor dark existed there until now. Um, but, you know, I've been between that because Xehanort mentioned when he saw the future that the world was devoured by shadow. You know? That line's always been peculiar to me. Not devoured by darkness. Not drowned out by the light. Devoured by shadow. Very interesting. Umbra says, Beings in the Kingdom Hearts universe have light and darkness. Act like their forces... Excuse me. Of some kind, but in Quadratum, light and dark might be based on their moral actions. Hence, karma. Yeah, and again, somebody was talking about... It, it, maybe it was Sora's karma that got him here in the first place. Okay, guys. I'm going to take a quick break, going to run to the bathroom, refill this water. Then we're going to, I'm going to really go in on the chat, answer your guys' questions. And uh, yeah, see if we could uncover any other crazy theories. So I'll be right back. Hang tight. And then we'll keep this rolling. Okay, okay, your boy's back. Your boy's back. All right. You know, I don't even know why I have these headphones on. It's such a, it's it's so funny. It's just habit. Because when I have a guest, obviously I have to hear the guest back. But 
but I realize that keeping those things on makes me like talk a lot louder than I need to. <laughs> so I don't know why I've had those on the whole time. Not like I'm listening to anything. All right, <laughs> let's get back into it here. Let's see what you guys have to say. Yeah, that's my dog, Kobe, by the way, for those who may not have seen that before. That's my dog, Kobe. Maybe at the end of the podcast, we'll let him in here so we can sign it off. Yo, Lenny, you know it is possible to drink too much water, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. I'm not going to drown myself in water. Don't worry. But, but, got to keep it moist, baby. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back. Shadows are what happens when false light and darkness make contact. It is what Xehanort fears and the thing the Master of Masters promoted in him. Yeah, you know, that line about the false light. Hold on, I see the chat is frozen on screen. Let me see if I can get that. Oh, no, it's back. Cool. Um, Yeah, that whole false light line. I, I don't think people pay attention to that enough. It's very peculiar. Like, very, very peculiar. And again, like, sometimes I wonder if, like, random crackpot theory. Sometimes I wonder if Sora is a false light. Because, like, he wasn't ever meant to be a Keyblade wielder. Again, it just moved down the list from Riku to him. So sometimes I wonder if that is what's being referenced. Okay. We can't forget either that Quadratum supposedly is a world Master of Masters doesn't know. But the Keyblades are on Yazora's shoulder. One thing I could say for sure is Master of Masters is lying. You know, you can never take the master at his word. You never can, because he's a trickster. Um, and that's that's something that can't be ignored either, that as far as the age of fairy tales, the master didn't know. You know what I mean? I'm so glad he didn't read the stupid joke. What the dog doing? Is that what you mean? Do you think the Nameless Star gave Sora a medium for him to get to Quadratum? No, but it gave um, it gave Riku the medium. Because, like, Strelizia didn't need the Nameless Star to get to Quadratum, right? The box is Kingdom Hearts. If you notice, it only shows up with the box. You know, I've thought of things like that, too. I think we talked about this on the last episode, the last Kingdom Hearts episode, anyway, that, you know, it's very possible Zigbar hid the box in unreality and that's why it only appeared at the end upon opening Kingdom Hearts. I think the false light is just Xehanort talking about how he believes most people are not good at heart and only pretend to be filled with light. You know, that's probably the best interpretation I've seen of it because he mentions it. Oh, people, their morality is a farce. You know, they're merely pretending to be good. Sheeps, uh, uh, wolves pretending to be sheep. Things along that line. You have to take almost every line he says with a grain of salt. You know, perhaps except for when he spoke to Ava, right? Because his, his attitude with Ava is so much different than everybody else's. And that can't be ignored. <laughs> What's going to happen to that dark side if Sora kills it? Where does darkness go in unreality? Well, I think merely... Mm, hold on. Hold on. I might have thrown a wrench into my whole theory. Because over here, I'm like, oh, but... <sighs> By Sora being there, 
it uh he sees the heart in quadratum and now the light and dark oh yeah no never mind because i was gonna say by sterlizia being there maybe that should have light and dark but sterlizia doesn't have the same power that sora does xehanort wanted to create a new world filled with people who weren't fake like he believed most people were in the current world explains why he didn't forge friendships with people later in life yeah he believed and you know i'd like to see a little bit of that world tour if we can because i want to know what led him to conclude that i really want to know what led him to conclude that maybe it's a copy of kingdom hearts in the box mm, i could see that the thing is we already have a lot of copies not a lot of copies of kingdom hearts but like xemnas tried to make his own um so Lisa might have never been able to leave quadratum if she doesn't have the power of waking yeah, she doesn't have that power. I, the way I see Strelitzia, she's a pretty um, unseasoned wielder. I guess I would put it. I don't know. I do not know. Oh, he definitely hid the box in Unreality. Uzora's girl got sucked up into a light and ended up in the final world. The world where hearts go, just like Kingdom Hearts. You raise a good point. You raise a good point. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. One sky, one destiny, right? The final world. It's this world that's a sky, right? Here, let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. Do -do 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 -do. So it's this whole world that's a sky, right? One sky, one destiny. Whether you die in Quadratum or you die in reality... This is where you end up. Both Namine and the Nameless Star ended up here, right? There are many worlds, but they share the same sky. And then when we consider, right, here's Sora. And then we sort of have like Yazora's version of the final world. You know what I'm saying? It's, and it, it's weird, right? Because... It's not like this is the final world version of Unreality because they all share a final world. It almost makes me wonder if this signifies, again, one sky, one destiny, right? Maybe you can, either, you can only either have a day sky or a night sky. And maybe this is signified. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. 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 I think I fig I think I figured something out. Let me know what you guys think, okay? I think I just figured something out. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So, ooh. Oh, we got to take it back. We got to take it back. I need to go back over here. I need to go back over here. One sec. Here we go. So, where is the dialogue I'm looking for? All right, let's let this roll. I think I know might be what's going on. Connecting. Again, it's going to connect Toy Box to Quadratum. So... You would say that. Here they Champion are. They're trying to. Uh, young Xehanort's observing, right? Very He's observing. Well. Let's, Let's skip, skip to, to the, the final, final stage where this takes over Buzz. 
Okay, so now let's consider what we talked about before. That to the toys, this is their version of unreality, in a way, right? There's a copy of a world over here. Here's the fake fiction world where they're being stored. They've been separated from their bonds, right? They've been separated from their bonds. So that makes Buzz susceptible to this kind of control, right? What if Sora being in unreality or the world of fiction leaves him susceptible to this same idea, right? Again, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but a lot of what the master's trying to do is like what Xehanort was doing to the 10th power. I know I say it a lot, but I think it's really relevant. What if the whole point of bringing Sora here and separating him from his bonds is because it's going to make him more susceptible to this control, okay? Think about the end of Dream Drop Distance. Xehanort wanted control of Sora. He want, You know, the organizations always wanted control of Sora. Chain of Memories, they wanted control of him too. Whether it's Marluxia or Xehanort, it, it, it persists, right? I don't think that ends, right? Sora is a child of destiny, right? So maybe by him being in the world of fiction, in Quadratum, separated from his bonds, now the master's kind of aiming to do the same thing. You guys kind of know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm not being clear enough. Maybe I can find some more dialogue that paints the picture. Let me see. What's the matter? Let me see. <gasps> what if that's what happened to Yuzora? The Nameless Star said his heart doesn't belong to him, and Yuzora says this isn't what I look like. Yeah, his heart's been replaced with another, but then he would have to, for that to be parallel with what's going on here, he'd have to be in his own version of, I was told to save Sora. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I'll say it again. Exactly. Save Sora. Now, wouldn't it make sense now? If by him being in unreality and being separated from his bonds makes him more susceptible to being controlled like Buzz was Come here. On, Buzz. Quit fooling around. Maybe by crystallizing him and preserving him, it keeps him from being controlled like that. What did you do to him? All right. Now he's got. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Oh, I gotta pause this. I gotta pause this. Slow down, Nort. Slow down, Nort. All right. Let's listen to his dialogue. Let's listen to Young Xehanort's dialogue. I think it paints the picture. Here we go. In this world. Toys have hearts, and those hearts come from a powerful bond. So what happens when those bonds so what happens when those bonds are stretched to their limit? When they are worlds apart. When they are worlds apart. Okay, think about what that means. Okay, when they are worlds apart. Okay, when Sora's over here running around with Tarzan. Okay, it doesn't have the same effect, right? What Young Zaynor's talking about here is like complete separation. Not from one like little Disney world to the other, or you have Radiant Garden here and Traverse Town here. They're talking about putting them in a world where they're un inaccessible. Keep it rolling. Can cloth and plastic hold on to their hearts? All I needed was a wedge to widen the divide. Someone like you to fill them with distrust and doubt. And that chasm you created can be filled with a vast darkness. Witness it for yourself. See if there's anything else we can cook with here. I, I know the scene I'm going to go back to. Just give me a second. I know the scene I'm going to go back to. On my way. So long as young... Okay, he's not done cooking. Not this time. Okay, then he shoots him into unreality. Now I want to go back to this scene. 
Perfect. Here we go. Hey, why doesn't that toy move? I guess it hasn't figured it out. Figured what out? I can make it move for you. Oh. Huh? Here we go, baby. You're from the dream. The first of the Xehanorts. I'm so honored you remember I think me. he's got something else here that might help us. He might have something here that might help us. Could have sworn he says something else. One sec. I like how Ham is into it. One heart's shadows. And here we go again. We talked about this earlier in the podcast. Check it out. Fill the emptiness of another. See how they bring him to life. Like heartless and nobodies, they fit together. Enough. Why are you doing this? Like heartless and nobodies, they fit together. Let's let's bring that back a second here. One heart shadows fill the emptiness of another, right? Probably what happened to Yazora. Shadows fill the emptiness of another. See how they bring. Con Donahue, to answer your question, yes, I do think we'll see him in Kingdom Hearts Four. Him to life. Like heartless and nobodies, they fit together. Enough. Huh. Why are you doing this? There's a darkness we are missing and this must is, This is related to KH3. The way hearts connect in this world can provide, can provide us, us with, a, with clue. a clue. I so think that's where it ends. Copy of the world, and then pulled those I'll let, I'll let Little Nort keep cooking. I wonder how you'll handle the strain. That's really it. Okay. Wait! Let's bring it back to here. Look at the pretty trailer. Okay. Let's see what the chat says. I know I just went on a crazy rant here. Somebody cooked here. This part is key. Man, what if another legit means Xehanort's anagram? Filled his heart with another? With... Yeah, because... All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to hear you out. I'm going to hear you out. I'm going to hear you out. Because, again, there were always two theories, right? That the anagram either meant no heart, which we know Xehanort has a heart, or another. His heart replaced with another's. It, they used that language twice! Whoa, 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 okay, okay. Right, the Nameless Star says, his heart replaced with another's. I hate to keep going back to the scene, but let's see, where does he say that? One heart shadow, shadows fill the emptiness of another. Eh, it's a little more loose. It's a little more loose. But that's interesting. Interesting to think about. Okay. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Jesus. Like how an FF13 crystallizing preserves you. Let me tell you something. My wife and I just rewatched the cutscenes for Final Fantasy 13. The story of that game was never the problem. The story and the characters, amazing. Let's keep it going. All right, all right, all right. Could Yuzora have merged Sora's heart with his own after he crystallized him? I don't think so. <clears throat> I don't think so. Keep it going. About crystal stasis. According to legend, the completion of one's focus and entering crystal stasis grants the Lassie eternal life. Yeah, that's what that's what's crazy, right? Because according to Fabula Nova Crystallis, if you get crystallized like that, it means you completed your focus, essentially your life goal. And it also means that a Lassie has chosen you. 
it's yet we're yet to see if that was like a canonical thing or sort of like a wink. You know, we'll see. Toy Box is literally a giant foreshadowing of Kingdom Hearts 4. Ex could not agree more. Could not agree more. Mm-hmm. Like when the Nameless Star says, his heart replaced by another. Never know. Then Sora proceeds to get yeeted into the video game version of Aram Rex. Yeah, he does. Again, that that is right on the money. Ben Diskin is goaded. Ben Diskin is goaded. He uh he watched one of my podcasts after um Dark Road came out. And he like he, I don't I think you might have seen it, Umbra. And he put up this clip of me like losing my mind about young Xehanort. It, it was cool. It's cool to see someone, it's cool to see people involved with the series are at least tuning in once in a while. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's see. And in the shot, they cut off his eyes, a common cinematography trope that a character is either lying or hiding something. Yeah, because again, the eyes are the windows to the soul. So if they can cut that off, you won't be able to know if they're telling the truth. Cage Guides is here, my man, what up? Oh, that's very dark roadish too. Like Baldur's susceptibility to others' darkness. Woo, that's a great point. That would also explain why Lushu was tailing Baldur. Right. Corey Coleman says, I think the Master of Masters wants his singularity to capture Sora and Riku and use them to retcon the scripts like he did. Hmm. Well, Sora clearly has the power to change fate, so it's possible the Master might be flipping through the Book of Prophecies and be like, well, I don't like this shit, so I'm going to use Sora to rewrite it. Let's see. LMAO, Lanny just had a stroke. Oh, boy. <laughs> don't kid about that. Uh, there are heart issues in my family, so... Don't even, don't even trip, dog. I'm just kidding. Anyway, we never figure out why this is an anagram. It has to mean something. I suppose. You know what I mean? They do keep it vague. Didn't know about another. Yeah, it's a little blindfold. Uh, Mind-blowing. Okay, well, the player's dreams live in Xehanort and influence his actions. True, true, that's true, on a subconscious level. And I actually think that's why he had such a fascination with um, Subject X. I think it fully explains why he had a fascination with Subject X. Hey, yo, big shout out to Iron Agro, who just raided us on Twitch. Let's give him a little love. Thank you, dude. Let's give you a shout out like you deserve. And uh, let me punch that in over on the YouTube side of things as well. Welcome, Raiders. Ripping some Resident Evil 4. My man, that's the best one in the series. Okay. Let's throw this in. Ba-boom. Okay, it did not populate over on the YouTube side of things. So I'm just going to throw that in there and let's carry on. Eternal Life. Okay, where's Jesus? The Fabula Nova Crystal's influence belongs to the best things that ever happened to Kingdom Hearts. I, I think you mean one of the best. Yeah, and again, if we're going to be doing the whole Versus 13 thing, then it's quite obvious to me Fabula Nova Crystallis is going to play some kind of role. Sorry, but I never lose. Exactly. Saint Yuzora and Xehanort say that same line, by the way. Xehanort says to young Ericus in the chess match, that's because I never lose. And when Yazora beats Sora, he says, sorry, but I don't lose. Can't ignore that. Do you think Yazora is stronger than Sora? Yes. 
Um, who do you think is the second cloaked figure in the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer? I think it's either... Hmm. It's either Seagird. I think it's either Seagird or Vanitas. That's what I'll say. Shibuya is in the background of young Xehanort's new artwork with the umbrella. Yeah, listen, I've been on the train for a long time that Xehanort's coming back. I, I, I think, look, it's either obvious or we're being misled. But I can't help but shake it. Let's see. Do you think Xehanort was the one who told him to save Sora as he's needed Sora? Might be a virus as well as a Keyblade wielder who was never meant to be a glitch in the Matrix. You know, it's interesting who told Yazora to save Sora. I think it was Luke Sword, right? Uh, that would be my guess, is that it was Luke Sword. Let's keep it rolling. Does that mean that Yazora never lost his virginity because he never loses? You know, we ask the real questions here on the Landy Lodge. Okay, we're here to ask the real questions. Another is Xemnas' password to get into the prison below Hollow Bastion. Ooh. Huh. Radiant Guard. Hey, shut up. Radiant Guard. That's where all the, um... Hold on. Radiant Garden. That's where, um, that's where Scold first appeared. That's where Subject X first appeared. Huh. I wonder if there's any connection there. I got to think about that a little bit more. Wildcat Diana says, I have a slight different opinion. I think that I don't lose is foreshadowing Yazora losing to the master in a fight. What better way to show the master master's power than you setting up a character that is OP and then that character loses. Wildcat Diana, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Seriously. If Yazora loses in a fight to the Master, you really paint how powerful the Master is with a move like that. However, I think Yazora and Riku are more likely to battle. Let's keep it going. Shibuya in the back. Got that one. Man, you guys are popping off. Let's see. Yeah, sorry for joking about the stroke thing, Landy. Don't worry about it, dude. You could joke about that. Don't worry about that. I take good care of my heart. Don't worry. Take good care of it. If we're going down this crystal stuff, I better see Sora team up with lightning. You know, FF, the FF13 crew is like made for Kingdom Hearts. They really are. Especially since like KH4 Sora looks like hope. Man, we're already at an hour and a half, guys. Today's episode is flying away from me. Man, I got to research the Fabula Nova series stuff. It's really cool. Like, Nojima put his all into Fabula Nova Crystallis. I think Ava told Yuzora. I like that one, too. I like that one, too. Okay. Let's see. That would be interesting if the second folk cloaked figure is Vanitas, but it's really interesting if it's Sigurd. But makes sense, since Nomura did say the narrator the narrator in the trailers is Sigurd. Yeah, Sigurd is our next big character. But, like, I can't help but think that Sigurd is, like, the new Zigbar, right? In the sense that, like, he's going to be Sigurd, but then at one point he's just going to reveal that he's somebody else. Right? Because, I don't know. 
I'll leave it at that. Do you think Luke Sword and Yazora will play a big role in Kingdom Hearts 4? Absolutely. 100%. And when Xemnas types in another, he uses that Japanese censor symbol, the quadratum symbol Master of Master uses in Kingdom Hearts. Wait, really? Really? Umbra, can you drop that in the Discord? Can you drop that in the Discord? Like that, uh, the Japanese clip, that's a game changer. We are not being misled. Xehanort may have crossed over, but young Xehanort knows too much, and his melody and memory version knew exactly about unreality. Yeah, he's like, now I know exactly where your heart is. Your voice can't reach us. Now I know exactly where your heart is. Exactly. Okay. Let's see. Wait, Strelitia told Sora if he wants to leave Quadratum, his options are endless. Beyond Disney. Yeah, you know, look, I grew up loving Disney. I still got a lot of love for Disney. Obviously, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts. But I always loved Final Fantasy more. As, I love, as much as I'd love to sit here and tell you you're headed to Final Fantasy worlds, I don't want anyone to get their hopes up. I think at best you have Final Fantasy characters scattered around Quadratum and the world of fiction sort of um, worlds. Let's see. I linked it above in chat. Why aren't I seeing it? Huh. Anyway, but I'll put it in there too. Yeah, please do. Kingdom Hearts is Disney. Exactly. Kingdom Hearts is Disney at the end of the day, you know? I said it earlier, but I do wonder how much Delicia knows about the Master's plans or if she even knows he's there. Uh huh. I don't think she has a clue. That'd be my guess. Who else thinks we're getting Star Wars and Kingdom Hearts 4? Let me tell you. Okay, look, while we're on it, while we're here, we might as well bring it up. Let me tell you something, buddy. Where are you? Where is it? Okay. That's Endor. That is Endor. Call me crazy. That is Endor. Endor. Any, uh, 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 let's dial that back a second. Nothing we haven't gone over before, but we might as well. I forget the name of the machine, but in a much... If you look at the top right... You can see the leg, what is it, an ATST? What, what the hell is the name of that thing? You can see its foot right there at the top right. Star Wars is coming. Star Wars is coming. That's Endor. That is an ATST. Somebody, somebody please correct me. I don't think it's an ATST, what it's called, but Star Wars is coming. That I, I'm more confident in a Star Wars world than a Final Fantasy world. Keep it rolling. Game Changer says not the sequels, please. I'm with you. Everybody here is entitled to their opinion. ATST is right. I got to stop doubting myself. Thank you, trousers. But, um, yeah, look, everyone can have their own opinion. I do not like the sequel trilogy. I just don't. You're allowed to like it. I don't judge you for liking it. I just don't like it. Maybe it's because I'm a 30-year-old old man and I like my OG trilogy. I don't know. Just my opinion. But I you know what I would like to see? I want to see what 
because Endor is Return of the Jedi, right? So it looks like we might be starting Star Wars at Return of the Jedi. I'd like to see Nomura do his own sequel trilogy through the Kingdom Hearts games. Ooh, excuse me. My voice is drying up. My voice is drying up from talking so much. A little off topic, but why is everyone assuming that Subject X and Ava can't both have lost their memory? Maybe Ava disappeared because she doesn't remember. Yeah, you know, they say usually when you go out in the arc, if the arc is the way you travel, that you lose your memories, right? And you kind of need someone to reshape you. I might have that mixed up. On second thought, I might have that mixed up. Forget I said anything. But Josh Z, my man, thank you so much for that $10 super chat. You're an absolute freaking badass. Just know I'm just more than appreciative to have you here hanging out. You don't ever need to do that. I know you super chat a lot. You don't ever need to do that. You're always welcome just to hang out here, man. But uh, thank you for that. And I think you're on to something. Subject X lost her memories, right? Maybe Ava, it's the same thing. It's a great, great point. Great point. Okay, if we get Star Wars, there better be a moment where Sora meets Yashtola. FF14 is going to be a tough sell. Because that's, that's a different Final Fantasy team. Right? That's a tough sell. Apprentice Zaynort also knows about Unreality after the darkness experiments on himself. He also apparently knows about the Chosen. It is why he launched Kyrie in the Ark. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, he knows about Unreality. He also apparently knows about the Chosen. Hmm. That is interesting. What's going on, Valkyrie? How are you? Let's see. I must become a Star Wars fan. Watch the original trilogy. That's what I would say. I think the original trilogy is such a step above everything else. But that's just me. It only makes sense for it to be episode six. Yeah, it's gotta be. I, Yosuke says, I think Kingdom Hearts just needs better Disney character story integration. You know, you're never going to get what they did in Kingdom Hearts 1. You're never going to get that again. I thought Kingdom Hearts 3 did a good job because it was a lot of foreshadowing and symbolism. But I'd like to see them go a little bit further. See? You're right, it is an ATST. I gotta stop doubting myself. Yosuke says, please, no sequels. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, OG Trilogy Supremacy. Yeah, ye <laughs> I love you guys. Lenny Lodge, I put the scene in Discord. All right, when I catch up with chat, we're gonna check that out. I'm gonna admit, Rise of Skywalker was pretty goofy. Yeah, look, I'll say this. Like, I'm someone who... I didn't like their... Look, they took a lot of risks. Okay. The problem with the sequel trilogy is there is just no consistency, right? In The Force Awakens, they played it super safe. And it was just like, okay. In The Last Jedi, they took a ton of risks. My personal tastes, those risks fell flat on their face. In Rise of Skywalker, they would have been better off committing to those risks instead of trying to correct them because they tried to correct the risks they took in the last jedi to me it just kind of ended up a mess but anyway a final fantasy world isn't necessary but a couple characters sprinkled in like this is what i'm saying you're so right dude like seeing zach in olympus is good enough for me we didn't need a midgar you can put zach in olympus and it's cool Let's see. Let's see. I'm just mad Mark Hamill in the cast told him what 
they were, were doing and they got ignored. Well, you know what? Not for nothing. Lucas pulled a fast one on them. Lucas got them to sign and commit to a sequel trilogy. And after getting them to commit, then he sold to Disney. So I like George Lucas a lot, but that was a scummy move. That was a really scummy move. And I like Lucas. I think he's a, I think he's a, I think he's a cool dude. All right, let me uh, let me pull up what Umbra dropped in the chat because this would be kind of a game changer. Let's see. Zemnis visits Aqua's armor. Is that is it? Is that it? Okay, perfect. Okay, let's pull this up here. Put you one second, guys. We're gonna check this out. We're gonna check this out. They're just playing ads. I just want to let the ads roll. Okay. Ooh, and you even, my man, you even gridlocked it to the exact time. But we can let those 14 seconds roll. Okay. Let's switch this up. I think this is the right way. See, now I'll put on my headphones because I can actually listen. Right, here's Zemnis. Says, fuck your security cam. CD. Look at that CD. Bro, this should this should have been how the Kingdom Hearts 2 disc looked. That would have been sick. Okay, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Little Easter egg. Doesn't that kind of look like the top of the Death Star? No image on screen? Okay, perfect. Let me fix that. Let me fix that. Okay, there we go. Fixed. Doesn't this disc kind of look like the top of the uh, Death Star? Anyway, let's check this out. So he types in another. And then he uses the Quadratum symbols. Wait a second. Wait a second. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. We are going to go, we're going to be a little crazy. Let me pull this over for you guys. One, two, three, four, five, six. No, I'm just testing out a few things. Hmm. Why? The password is another, and then we have all the quadratum symbols. Are those the foretellers? Let's check it out. Lushu, L-U-X-U. Uh, no, there's no Ava. No, no Ava. Let's try the dandelions. S-T-R-E-L-I, no. Okay, so it's not their names. At first I thought these names were the apprentices, but names like Lee and Isa, yeah, they don't, they don't match up. Those names aren't their real names. Those are titles, though. That's a great point. That's a great point. We don't know their real names. Interesting. Hmm. I'm not sure what this could be. Hmm. I wanted to think that maybe this could be the names of the dandelions or it could be the names of uh, the foretellers, but it doesn't seem to match up. No way Nomura thought that way back. I'll maintain. Nomura made it clear he writes two games at a time, but I think his vision for Quadratum has been there since the beginning. 
I think his vision for Quadratum has been there since the beginning. I, I will hold to that. I will hold to that. It's the names of the apprentices. Lee and Isa were not considered apprentices. Ah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Right? I-E-N-Z-O. E-N-Z-O. This is probably... Where's Dylan? D-I-L-A-N. Dylan. Yeah, it, it's starting to it's starting to line up. Those are the six apprentices of Ansem the Wise. I think you're I think that's right on it. I think that's right on it. Well done. I think he pulled the symbol and he's gonna tie it back somehow. Well, here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. Let's not forget. Oh god, where was I going with this? Where was I going with this? One sec. One sec. There was a there was a chat message that sparked me. One second. Okay. One sec. One sec. I think he pulled the symbol and he's going to tie it back somehow. That's what it is. Okay. So here's the thing, guys. Ansem the Wise. Here, we'll pull up this scene. One sec. Where are you? One sec. So Ansem the Wise, let's not forget, he saw something that made him terrified. When studying the subjects like Subject X, he saw something that terrified him to the point he wanted to cease all experimentation. Now, Ansem the Wise is a very scientific and curious guy. He must have seen something crazy, right? I think... He saw something that either tied back to the age of fairy tales or he saw something that tied into the world of fiction. Which one it is, I don't know. Zack is close to the final world by appearing in Olympus and if he is dead, ah, yeah, that would make sense. Maybe Zack's in Quadratum because he's technically dead. Interesting. Also, this simply is simply the Japanese censor symbol, basically the equivalent of an asterisk. Yeah, you know, that's what I remember going around when it first dropped, and people kind of lost their minds. People kind of lost their minds. Kind of crazy. The final boss area in Toy Box is Quadratum also. Yeah, we did touch on that earlier. But what's going on, Treehouse? How you doing, bro? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Keep this going. I think Cloud and Sephiroth vanished into Quadratum after their fight in Kingdom Hearts 2. It'd be funny because maybe they killed each other. Right? I don't know. I mean, look. The best case you have for Final Fantasy characters being in Quadratum is the fact that the world ends with you characters are most certainly coming back. And are most certainly probably in the world of fiction you know what i'm saying that's the best thing you have going for you quadratum is latin for square so i understand why a lot of people think you could see a lot of square characters walking around so i could see it i could see it have you seen the joshua theory what is the joshua theory like i've got my own thoughts about joshua but does somebody have, like, a concrete theory about him? Oh, yeah, he's sus. 
He's sus, all right. That when he is talking to Riku. Okay, I'm waiting on that. Mary Scary, how are you? I see you in here. He talks about a friend with powerful dreams. Okay, okay. Wild looks like, guys, Diana's cooking. Diana on Twitch is cooking. And we have 13 people watching on Twitch. Okay, it's lined up. Have you seen the Joshua theory? That's when he is talking to Riku. He talks about a friend with powerful dreams, but never dreamed of anything. People think now that it's not Neku, it's Yazora. Prodigy made that theory. Okay. Prodigy's a good man. Prodigy's a good man. And a smart man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If he's talking about Yazora, then Yazora has that dream. Let me know if Prodigy mentioned this in his video. But then Yazora has that dream about fighting Sora. And then maybe that explains why Luke Sword's like, impressive, is it not? As if Yazora just had his first dream ever or something. I don't know. Random thoughts. But thanks for sharing that. Okay. See? And Mary Scary Veteran Prodigy made a theory that Yazora is Joshua's friend. He might be right. He might be right. <laughs> okay. Well, just so you guys know, someone named Terra Slander Approved just followed us on Twitch. Thank you for that. Oh my God, I had the same idea. Another content creator stream of Dream Drop Distance. Yeah, you know, it seems to line up. All right. Namely, it must be unreality or fiction. Sounds like he's heard of it before. That's probably what he saw that terrified him. You know, this is the thing, man. This is the thing, man. The adults, the adults are keeping secrets from the kids. Like, Yen Sid knew about unreality the whole time. So did Xehanort. They knew about it the whole time. And they only divulged that information once Sora, Riku, Kairi, and the rest of them knew. Interesting to think about. Interesting to think about. Want to know something that's said in the reports? Joshua has clairvoyance. That's canon and the world ends with you. Let's get a textbook definition of clairvoyance, not only for myself, but the chat. The supposed power to see objects or events that cannot be perceived by the senses. Ooh. Well then. Again, making him all the more peculiar. Okay, open my chats back up. Poor Tara. Poor Tara. Tara gets too much hate. Bruh, these kids aren't kids anymore. That's why they're learning the truth. Right, Addison? They ain't kids anymore. That's why they're learning the truth. They're becoming more self-aware. They're figuring out what's going on. It's getting nuts. Let's see. Another question is why Yazora always has one red eye. Whatever his powers are, they're always in use. He said that they aren't needed yet after the Remind fight. Yeah, and then you got to think about the fact that in the Remind Xehanort fight, the no-name Keyblade shifts from blue to red. Huh. How interesting. 
Normally, the composer possesses a certain degree of clairvoyant foresight. I have a theory on that, actually. Anton the Wise knows about Ventus if Skald is Subject X. That's why he doesn't like Roxas. Ooh, I do like that. Trial says, do you think in it's a coincidence Goofy and Yazora both have a red and blue eye? Goofy and Monstropolis? I'm going to say no. But also maybe? I don't know. Did you notice in the final Xehanort fight, the moon turns into a normal moon, not a heart? Yeah, just like in Quadratum. Just like in Unreality. So maybe... You know, maybe the master's eye turns red in Quadratum. Interesting. Interesting. Where's Demix? Nobody knows. What's up, Aurelis? Thanks for hanging out. I relate to Terra in a few ways. Yeah, Terra is very relatable. I will say. People give him too much shit, but like when I was 17, I would believe anything too. Master Master literally put a box and heart over the moon. I'll never get over that. Yeah, I think he wants the merger. I think he wants the world merger. Right? That's what I think. They're both there. It's wild. That's that. That's what I think it is, Umbra. That's what it is. I think the master wants them together. He wants to... How do you defeat darkness? Right? Maybe you transfer reality into a world just where it doesn't exist. Again, I've, I've brought this up on a lot of episodes. But if you guys know any Naruto fans out there, I think Madara's plan and the Master of Masters plan are very similar. I'll leave it at that. What is it? Project Suki no Mei. And for those who haven't seen, if you're not trying to be spoiled on Naruto, just mute the, mute the podcast for about 15 seconds. Three, two, one. He basically wants to create a world of dreams where there's no longer any suffering. Right, and we've we've seen that trope in a lot of different works of fiction. The idea of creating a suffering-free world, right? Persona Five rings a bell, but it's like Persona Five Royal, rather. Um, but it's like I could just see that here. I could just see that. So, are we connecting Toy Box to Quadratum, like Sora of Kingdom Hearts Four is Yazora? You know, we did a good like hour and forty minutes on like trying to trace exact connections between so, between uh Toy Box and Quadratum. But as far as Sora being Yuzora, I don't think they're necessarily the same person or one in the same, but I think it's possible only one can exist at a time, right? I think at one sky, one destiny. And that's why, you know, you have your in reality, you have your final world, which looks like this, but then something changes along the way and we have a sort of night sky as opposed to a day sky, right? And sort of this idea, there can only be one, right? Maybe only one can exist at a time. I don't know. Valkyrie says, Landy, I got a question for you. It's about Quadratum and the Master of Masters. Shoot away. Shoot away. But what else was I going to say about this? I was going to mention something else about this, which was pretty peculiar. Um, one sky, one destiny. Again, the idea that only one of them could exist at a time, I don't know, because think about it. Here's a very fourth wall breaking thing, okay? 
One of the reasons Kingdom Hearts 3 took forever to come out was because Nomura was working on Versus 13. That's one of the reasons it took so long. Because he was like, I gotta finish Versus 13, and then I can make Kingdom Hearts 3. But as we know, he got pulled off the Versus 13 project, it got turned into Final Fantasy 15, and the suits at Square basically said, no, you're gonna go work on Kingdom Hearts. Sorry. Now, to me, I'm wondering if this is some sort of fourth wall representation of an internal struggle with Nomura about the fact that only one of these characters can be worked on as a time. Only one of these characters can exist at a time. You, you guys kind of know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? There are a few creators who have done videos on this. I thought about doing a video on this, but it would just be overkill at this point. But in a lot of ways, this battle is sort of like Nomura's internal struggle. You know, about how he wanted to make Versus 13 and Kingdom Hearts 3 was on hold. And then he got put off that team and onto Kingdom Hearts. Let's see. Exactly. And Addison Sanders. Nomura said, oh, I'll work on Kingdom Hearts. That's what I'm saying. It explains everything that we're seeing. It explains everything that we're seeing when you conceptualize it like that. Hey, talking to anime and Kingdom Hearts, what if karma works like karmic power from Madoka Magica? I have no idea what that is. I wish I could answer that for you. Yuzora is basically the original Noctis. Even their eyes are the same. He's 100%. He's basically Noctis. He's basically Noctis. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. Bro, Arden from FF15 is exactly like Master of Masters. You know, I almost think he's more like Lushu. Don't get me wrong, Arden is a lot like the Master. But I actually think he's more like Lushu. Because think about it, right? When Arden started out, he was very innocent, a little more soft-spoken, a little more kind. But as time went on and he took on all these roles and all these sins and all this darkness, he became warped, right? And now look at Lushu. Eye patch, scar on the face. Like, I, I see Arden as more Lushu. Oh, I think there's Fabula Nova Crystallis, 100%. Nomura basically, yeah, Umbra, this is great. Nomura basically saying, I couldn't decide if I should make Verumrex or Kingdom Hearts 4 first, but I figured people were worried about Sora, so I made Kingdom Hearts 4 first. Verumrex is coming, baby. Verumrex is coming. It's coming. Here we go. Valkyrie says, do you think Master of Masters is more or less the god of the universe as a reflection of Nomura? It's why he created both Quadratum and the Kingdom Hearts universe as a whole. Kingdom Hearts is also an aspect of the Master of Masters, Nomura. You know, Valkyrie, I've got a video for you. I've got a video for you. If you guys want to see a video that I did, and I see a lot of people using these talking points out there these days, which makes me happy, but if you guys want to see a video about how Nomura is the master of masters, I did a whole breakdown of this. I'll drop it in both chats. Maybe you could bookmark it. But I think it is possible that the master of masters is a stand-in for Tetsuya Nomura himself. Okay. 
yeah, Sonny Novus is one of the best Kingdom Hearts theorists out there. And that false light video is incredible. But I got to say, I disagree about the FF15 cast part. Like, I don't think Demix is prompto. I don't get that at all. Things like that. I think so many things about that theory are correct. I think the certain parallels he drew between the cast might be a bit of a stretch. But who knows? I'd be happy to be wrong. Seriously. What if the master's name is Nomura backwards? Or if it's even just an anagram for it, right? We love our anagrams. Okay, spoilers. When a girl makes a wish to become a Fuela Magi, their wish equals a power. And that power later equals a curse, which equals the power of the witch. Now let me go to your first comment. Interesting. And maybe that's Kingdom Hearts version. I don't know how familiar you are with FF13, but maybe that's Kingdom Hearts version of the Lassie. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right, guys. It's coming up on two hours. I'm going to close this out here. Uh, the good news is, um, you know, one of the reasons I usually cap episodes at two hours is because my voice gets really exhausted because the air in the room is very dry. Because where I live, it does not rain for like six months. Like since November, it's probably rained like five, six times where I live. Um, so the air just gets very dry. The good news is I've ordered a um, humidifier so that maybe I can get the, the air in here a little bit more moist. So maybe these podcast can go on to like three hours because that's a long-term goal of mine i'd like a lot of these two-hour podcasts to extend up to three hours but again the dry air in here plus my allergy plus me using my voice all the time after two hours i get a little cro get a little hoarse and croaky so um i'm hoping to fix that with a humidifier we'll see i'm also doing a lot more vocal rest lately which is good but i am going to close it out here if you're hanging out on twitch Please stick around. We are going to, oh, we're going to raid March Caprice. That only makes sense. And uh, all of you on YouTube, I freaking love all of you, man. I freaking love all of you. Thanks so much for hanging out. Thanks for always being part of the lodge. Seriously, major shout outs to Game Changer and Josh Z for those super chats. You guys are, you guys are freaking awesome, man. We're going to close this out. More podcasts coming. Love you all. Peace out. Happy Sunday, baby. Peace.